0: beautiful soul seekers. So this week's podcast is on expectations versus standards. Now most of you will maybe be looking at this thinking I'm not sure what she means. So just stay with me and try and grasp the understanding of why expectations are highly linked to ego and that actually you can reverse this by setting standards for yourself in your life because this takes back the power, this takes back responsibility. When we have an expectation on ourselves or anyone else in our world, then very often there are needs in us that aren't being met. Very often there are parts of us that are triggered and needing heal that we aren't listening to. And we tend to project out into the world instead of taking responsibility for who we are and instead of taking responsibility for where we wanna go and what we wanna manifest into our life. So really looking at our expectation is essential in waking up and becoming more conscious of who we are. Expectations are the silent killer that is really derived from ego. They kill you know, our self-belief, they kill our faith in the universe and in life, they kill our relationships in particular. So expectations are kind of like weeds that grow up through our life and get a grip, right? And so by taking that power back, we can now look at who we are choosing to be. So to help you understand a little more about this, I want to look at needs first, okay? So most of us have needs that we don't even know about. We have no idea who we really are inside, and we don't really know what these triggered parts of us are asking for. Now, I'm always talking to you about inner child work. So if you haven't done that already and you haven't reached out to me and, you know, ask me for my inner child meditation, then please do. I will send it to you. Just message me at hi at yoursoulreveal.com and I will send it to you for free. Get on that, but also start to look at what it is about your relationships or yourself that you are actually needing. Now, some of you might find it really helpful to do the love languages. So there is a book called The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. This will help you in your relationships, your intimate relationships and other relationships, because you'll be able to understand where your need is actually coming from. Many of us have absolutely different ways of defining what love is. And we have different ways of you know, feeling love in our world and in our relationships. So we have to start to understand ourselves and our partners when it you know and people in our lives, other people like you know parents or siblings or friends right This can help in all areas of relationship where you really get to understand that we're not all the same. people have a different version of what love is, and people have a different version of what feeling met is inside so for example you might have a love language which is acts of service so acts of service you know that could be your top love language and that really means that in order for you to feel loved by someone then you really want them to do things for you you really want them to run you a bath or to go and get you something from the shop so you you know you don't have to do it because you're busy or um, help with the children you know, kind of things like that where you you actually have someone doing things to help you in your world. Whereas your partner might have gifts as their love language and you might have that as the last thing on your list. So because that's the last thing on your list, you never think of buying them something. You never think of, you know, buying them flowers or giving them just a little, you know, gift that you see that reminds you of them. You never think of that stuff because it's not yours. Um, And so your partner might feel like you actually don't care because as they were growing up, because I believe a lot of this starts in childhood, their mother or father gave them a lot of gifts to show them that they were lovable. And that's really how they interpreted love, right? Because what we're looking at with love is and needs is everyone interprets this differently based on their upbringing. So you can see how in that scenario, it would be quite difficult if you don't know what your need is and you don't know what your love language is, to actually make your partner happy. If you haven't got a clue about how they interpret things and they don't have a clue about how you interpret things, this is where relationships start to fall and crumble in part. Right, it's not always just about this, but in part, this is quite a big part of the miscommunication and then the projection of expectations. Because if you have a love language which is acts of service, your expectation is that your partner will meet you in that realm. Now, if your partner doesn't understand that acts of service is actually a way of showing love and a way of um, you know, feeling love, then they're not gonna do it. They're not gonna know that you need that. So you can see by taking your power back and setting a standard, which I'll go on to in a minute, but by taking your power back, you are the one that has to say to your partner or anyone else in your world that actually this is me and this is how I interpret that loving feeling and this is how I feel connected to you. So you can see from this that expectations are the horrible should, (laughs) the should that we put on other people and on ourselves where we should be doing something or they should be doing something and this is where that energy of bitching and complaining and um you know the default of blame and shame starts to happen and really starts to ruin everything because we've literally given our power away to an expectation we've given our power away to something that actually isn't real it's something that is made up based on our past experiences and we've brought it right here into the now and so if anyone doesn't meet it then we feel disappointed we feel a lack of trust, we feel like we've been abandoned, and all of our old woundings from our inner child really start to play out because our expectation is kind of linked to that parental voice that is sort of pulling us forward. It's not your soul voice, it's a it's an egoic version of the parent within that now has an expectation based on its past. And also expectations fall into the realm of righteous thinking. So I don't mean um, righteousness in the holy sense, but I do mean righteousness in the sense of it will create holes in your world and create holes in your energy where you start leaking out all of this energy because you're literally giving away. And the righteous thinking where your ego believes it to be correct means that you will be closed to anyone else's experience of the world and as a pe- person who's really trying to become more of a conscious, balanced, aware being, you must keep an open mind and an open heart. You know, I think I was saying to you last week that people I work with who, if they come to me and they have a very closed mind, they're very hard to work with. It's very hard to get them to see a bigger picture and to see anyone else's point of view. It's it's very difficult to become conscious and aware if you remain in a place where you have righteous thinking and that your expectations are really high and based on, you know, patterns in the past and unable to really, you know, grow and change and evolve. So finding out what you need is absolutely about connecting to your inner child recognizing the woundings that have happened and taken place that you need to heal. Your inner child is only ever looking for you. It's not looking for anyone who did anything to you in the past to make it better. It's looking for you to make it better. That's it. Then you need to reclaim your power over your ego. Your ego is like this neurotic teenager that tries to protect your inner child, but it also feeds that parental voice within. So we must, you know, look at the ego and start to allay its fears by becoming more of an open and conscious person and really cultivating a soul-voice connection. Your soul voice will never say anything crap about you. Um, it won't say anything bad about other people either because it's more open to their experiences. It might see their unconscious behavior, but when we're living from a conscious place, we are able to step forward based on who we are, right? This is where I'm going to with with the standard, sorry, not expectations. With standards, right, based on who we are, and it's our responsibility to look at who we are and what information we are providing other people with. And if they meet us there, then great. And if they don't, then great. That's just where they're at. And also, you know, doing the love languages will absolutely help you to understand how you interpret love, right? It's one of the huge keys in understanding relationships, intimate relationships in particular, but it will help you with other relationships in your world. Now I wanna get on to standards, right? Standards are where we pull our power back into us. We're not giving our power away based on expectations that we feel should be met. We're absolutely looking at who we are and who we want to be and where we want to up-level our life to right what we're willing to accept in our world now a lot of you sensitives out there a lot of you empaths out there are probably going to find this tricky because you're usually overgivers and people pleasers but this is one of your lessons in creating boundaries right so you'll hear many people talking about setting and you know creating healthy boundaries this is absolutely what we need in order to become truly loving people Brené Brown, who is you know a researcher on shame and empathy and vulnerability, absolutely discovered that without having healthy boundaries, then you were not able to love the same way. She's basically found that most of the people who had very healthy boundaries, which is standard for your world, were able to give love in a way that, that most others could never experience. So actually learning to be a healthy, boundary person, I don't mean closing yourself off behind, you know, big fortress walls. then you're absolutely able to give love in a manner that loves other people, but is also loving yourself. People who have terrible boundaries generally are giving all their power away and they're not loving themselves. They don't have the same standard for themselves that they have for other people. It's kind of like that expectation flipped where the expectation is is that you give give and give and give and give and give. and the other person can sort of do what they want, generally. Or you might be a person who gives and gives and gives, and you have a huge expectation that the other people should also do the same. All of this is really unhealthy, because it means that your power is still somewhere else, and it's not actually with yourself. So when we set a standard, we want to look at the person who we want to become, right? We're not necessarily looking at who we are although that can factor in but we want to really be looking at who is who who am i what's the type of person that i would like to become so i'll give you an example you might be a person who is in a job and you're super pleasing everybody and you're feeling exhausted and you know you have this expectation that your boss sees you because you're working so hard you're doing all of these extra hours you're you know doing extra work you're you know really hoping that you're going to be seen and there's kind of this expectation that your boss will see you and you'll get a promotion eventually and you know what you work for another 2 months another 3 months it gets to 6 months and still nothing's happening You're doing even more now, right? Surely they'll see me. You still have this expectation that, you know, with all the work that you're doing, with all these extra hours that you're doing, that you're going to be met, right, in energy. And it doesn't happen. A whole year goes by and you're still unseen and unmet. Now, this is because you set an expectation that the more you give, this belief, a limiting belief that you have, that the more you give and the more you work, Your boss is going to see you. What they actually do is, is they just keep taking because you keep giving with no standard setting. You never at one point say, I'm working too hard. I'm not looking after myself, right? You never have a conversation with your boss because you kind of maybe have a fear about them, right? Maybe there's some fear about authority and you believe that if you just work really hard, this kind of old thing that maybe your dad passed on to you, that eventually you'll be seen anyway, but you still don't speak when it doesn't happen. And so what we want to do in this situation is say, what kind of standard do I want to set for myself? What kind of life is it that I really want to step into? Who do I want to grow into? And so from that place, we can look at it and say, Okay, the standard for my life should be, it should in the healthy sense, right? Um, Working, you know, the hours that I'm employed for. And if I work any extra hours, then I have to have a conversation with my boss about my pay, about a promotion, about a position, you know, that could be created for me, you know, into a healthier, higher position. Or if that isn't happening, because the universe sometimes is trying to tell us that that's not the place for us. If it's not happening and I've done all of my standard setting and I've set all of my healthy boundaries and I'm still unmet here, then I know that that's the sign for me to move. And so I then open myself up to where the universe wants me to go next and I start to take action by looking for work where I actually feel like I will thrive and I step into that place right so that's one example of setting a standard so let's look at another one maybe setting a standard in your relationship right so perhaps you are a person who you know has done your love languages and you know that you absolutely need quality time with a person in order to feel loved and your partner is super busy and their quality time isn't really there And so what we want to do here is instead of looking at our partner and saying they never have time for me, they never spend any time with me, they never take me anywhere, they never spend time with the children and all of that, and going into kind of victimhood about it and then causing arguments about it, we want to have a conscious conversation about this. We want to explain to them, this is how I feel loved. And when we're disconnected for long lengths of time, I need something that connects us. So this would be a conscious conversation where you and your partner define what your relationship is and what is needed to keep the relationship at its peak. Most people don't really know about this and they don't do it and they wonder why their relationships start to go sour. You know, we start relationships at the beginning where everyone is being their best self, everyone is showing up, everyone is giving loads of time to that particular partner everyone is, you know, in a space where they're feeling all those emotions and feelings and their dopamine is running high. And then, you know, it could be even a year later, suddenly you find that that's not happening quite as much. So this is where we have to set standards for ourselves. And what we say, you know, especially if you are not in a relationship right now, you should be doing this now before you get into a relationship. Set your standard by saying, this is who I am. You find out who you are. You find out what you need And then you present it when you meet people, right? So if you meet people, you go on a date and you find out that the person you're dating, who seems really interesting and you're really attracted to, is super busy and they seem to be working 24-7, that that would already be a little red flag from the universe to say, this might not work for you. You have to have a conscious conversation and you have to, you know, set your standard and if the person says to you, "Oh yes, you know, I can definitely make two days in the week that I'm available for you. You have to really feel into yourself and be honest with yourself and ask yourself, is that enough, right? Because if it isn't enough and you know deep inside that it's not enough and you still step into it, then that's on you, right? You cannot project your expectation on this other person when you set the standard at the beginning and you make it about you, right? When you set a standard, the difference is, is that it's your standard. It's always about you. It's never about the other person. The expectation is always about the other person. And so this is why I wanted to share with you today because I find that this is one of the most pivotal pieces of information, not on, only in a spiritual sense, but in a personal development sense, where we can actually you know take something practical turn it around on ourselves and say, who are we being? Who are we choosing? If I want something in my world, I have to set a standard. I have to speak consciously about it. I can't have an expectation that other people just know that they will see me, that they will get me, that they will give to me, that they will show up for me, that they won't abandon me. We can't have those expectations because ultimately no expectation works. Only standards work in our world. So I would love to hear your feedback on standards and expectations. I will be talking about this in my group. So go to Facebook.com slash groups slash your soul revealed. Please join the group and let's have a conversation about expectations versus standards. I would love to hear your feedback on what you gained from this, if you got any insights from this, and I look forward to connecting with you soon. So remember, in order to shine, you must align. And I will see you next time.